It's the Tillcast, episode 275, Two Finger Mouse Destroyer. Yeah. And this week, guys, we talk more Division 2, One Finger Death Punch 2, Satisfactory, (laughs) and Pathway. Stay tuned. Yeah. Gives you some hand strength. Indeed. Video games. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Ooh, it's the Tiltcast. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. I'm not going to scream every time we start. Are, are you sure? Okay, because yeah. I had to turn you down a little bit last week. <laughs> I could tell I got compressed. Yeah. <laughs> you got compressed. <laughs> so, It was yeah. all that pee power. Pee power. Power, power. Pow, pow. Oh, son of a bitch. Fucker. Z- now you can see. Now you can see what I'm having to deal with. Hey, so we're um, back, and Jason, what's the date and time? It is April 19th, the year of our underlord 2019. It is on Good Friday, yeah. right before Pot Saturday and Easter Sunday. <laughs> it's, a, it's an action-packed weekend. It's, it's going to be a. It's be a, It's going to be like one of those squiggly roads. It's it's a, it's a it's a definite moral roller coaster this weekend. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's great that 420s the day before Easter this year. Uh, of course. Hey, we are right back. After Good Friday. And just to, I'm Nos. Uh, I'm Rusty. I'm Jason. And you're going to get about another half hour to 45 minutes of bull bullshit. Bullshit. And we're going to have some fun. So it is good to be back. We have had so many uh, crazy, weird, stupid technical issues the last month. Yeah. yeah we got we the have. last episode a couple episodes back, and then we also have... The one recorded on Jason's tablet last week, and then Rusty got pissed off. I got pissed. And you know what happens when I get pissed? He over-engineers. I over-engineer. He spends money. I, yeah. He did. He, he bought a PC for the room. <laughs> I, I, I built a PC for the I didn't just buy it. I built that motherfucker. Um, and it's it's nothing to go, you know, it's not, it's, it's not too bad. It's a budget PC. It is. Um, what kind of... So what kind of chipset did uh, you go with? It is an AMD Ryzen 3 2200. So, so that's a good not, budget set. It's not over the top, um, but it is uh, four cores at 3.5 megahertz. It's gigahertz. It's um, it's fine for what I need it. And for. you found a um, you found a motherboard though that had a good sound card. Uh, I found a motherboard. I I looked around to find out what the you know what the major differences were. You know, looking at people who do podcast recording, who do you know musician recording stuff like that. Did some side by side comparisons to see it's, if we could get a you know, good sound. And just to give you guys a, a a snapshot into the mind of Rusty. Uh. So there's guys that make mac and cheese, and they're fine with mac and cheese. Rusty takes the mac and cheese, and he makes it with Alfredo sauce, and then he adds little bits of ham, and then he adds bacon, and then he bakes the Kraft macaroni and cheese in the oven. I mean, you've got to... And then he lets it simmer on the stove, then he pulls it out, and then he puts pepper on it, but it's not regular pepper, it's cracked pepper. Cracked pepper and a little bit of white pepper. And a little bit of white pepper. And then he serves it and garnishes it with thyme on top. Oh, of course. And that I mean, 
So Jason, I started making a budget PC. Jason gave another PC. And then, Rusty, how many hours did you spend researching the differences in sound cards? Uh, probably a couple hours. Yeah. Um, so, so if you guys have lived in way, way back, you remember we had Scott, who does he's the ultimate over-engineer. Yeah. Scott would have spent the rest of the weekend going through all the differences and hurts uh, well, response between each sound card. I got I got pretty close to that. Yeah, uh, you're it, the you're the median between that. Yeah, I got pretty close, but I didn't get too far. I mean, he's like Rusty's like slightly mad scientist, and then Scott was all the way mad oh, scientist. Oh yeah, uh, like full on fucking crazy hair mad scientist. Like you know? crazy hair. Yeah. So uh, and talk like walking. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Yes, he did. Uh, now, the, the this system's not too bad. I mean, all told, I think with the the whole machine, the entirety of this machine, with the monitor, the keyboard, and everything that I needed to get it to work without having extra fucking cables, because I fucking hate spaghetti wire. Um, six hundred bucks. You know, six hundred twenty bucks is what I you know what I spent, and I ended up you know. You know, buying a legit copy of Windows that, on top of that. So there's, I mean, that's after I talked him out of him feeling the need to spend like twenty two hundred dollars on a gaming laptop. Well, see, I would have gotten a gaming <laughs> laptop. I mean, I, yeah, we were talking about that, and he's like, "I want that laptop." I I really kind of did want the laptop, and honestly, I really do don't have a whole lot of use for a gaming laptop because. I've got my rig at home, and if I want a game, I'm going to game on my rig. I mean, you know, I don't tend yeah. to make a whole lot of business trips, so, and I don't This is why I've never gotten past the iPad that I have. I keep going back to maybe getting a, you know, a Android-based yeah. tablet, but yes. the one leg up that Apple has over the Android-based tablets it's not necessarily power or any price or any of those things. The game store on it is a lot better. And things that come out for mobile that are copies of PC games right. will come to iPad and then a million years later come to Android. So I it boils down to the fact that I can play XCOM on my iPad. I cannot play XCOM on – I might be wrong at this point, but – when that was a deciding factor, XCOM was the deciding factor. I'm not really even, you know, Android games are just, they're kind of meh. Well, I mean, just some Ad, good ones. But, but Apple does have some AAA products on their lineup, as much as a non-Apple person I am. Right. Well, I just tend not to do it's any the, type of mobile gaming. It's so. the more pa- popular mobile platform for that stuff. There's those those plosive P's. Yeah, indeed. Um, the thing is, is... If if I was to do anything with the you know with the gaming laptop, I'd want to do the same thing as I do with my de- my desktop. So I would be running the same AAA games on my laptop than I would at my, as on my desktop. Well, and if I do something else, it'll be what, like one of what Jason has. Uh, what the well, hell is Surface? That? Surface, because then it's just a computer. Right. Well, I mean, and I, and I don't touch controls, and I don't need just a computer. I mean, I already have to you know tug around a fucking work laptop. You know, so I already have a computer that I can, you know, watch Netflix or Jason whatever. found XCOM for four ninety nine on the Android store. Of course. <laughs> of course. Well worth the purchase. It works with touch controls just fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's not too intensive. 
Oh, no. it's graphically it is on my iPad, but <laughs> it's like a super stripped down version of it. It's like the yeah. it's like the Wolfenstein 3D version but, of it. I mean, like this Surface, I've pushed it pretty hard. I mean, I've played Enemy Unknown on it. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> actually yeah. The, the only the only really the only big thing that I can see maybe coming forward in the future is. Uh, it is the, um, you know, like the cloud gaming where it's yeah. streamed to a device, uh, where all you would really need is just, you know, resolution and, uh, a decent, um, Nick card a Nick. Yeah. You just need a, d- a decent network well, connection. <clears throat> now, I will... most of them come standard with gigabit connections now too. Yeah. Mm, well. So, yeah. the that, bare minimum is hundred megabits. A I second. would say there's a there's a word of caution there. Yeah. So I have tested both Steam Link and um, the Xbox app, uh-huh. both on this and on a couple of my, you know, like decade old laptops. Right. Like mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh really? Uh, the, you still need a little bit of graphical power. You still need either a uh, either a fifth generation or later processor mm-hmm. with decent onboard graphics, or, or an need, actual Steam Link, uh, or an actual Steam Link, um, or you can do third generation plus, but that third or fourth generation processor better come with RAM. <laughs> Honestly, the um, I'm diving more in tech right now than I want to, but the Steam Link did such a good job at gaming for a while for me when I was gaming in the bedroom a lot. Right. That it worked just fine for everything except for Doom. Doom would have to run on like a medium setting for it to even not screen tear like crazy. Right. Well. And it's not that it's processing on there. It's just running so much data through. I'm just trying to talk myself out of spending $2,200 on a laptop. Yeah. So I'm going to switch gears. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty, what have you done? Anything interesting in the last week? Oh Jesus! Other than build our new PC, I mean that's a pretty big one. I mean I spent a lot of time on you know working out the you know the tech specs that I needed for it, but um, I mean you know outside of that, uh, it's just extra drama at work because I took time off and uh and, and you know doctor's appointments. I guess. Uh, yeah. Welcome to being old. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I went and actually talked to a doctor, and then he's like, well, you need to talk to three more doctors, and you need an ultrasound. And Are you having a baby? I guess. Um, they need to check on the chest burster. That's what happens. Um, <laughs> the uh, So I, I, will be, I, I will be getting an ultrasound next week. I'm going to have an extra piece of tech on me. Uh, next week, I'll be wearing a uh, a uh, telemetry. A, I start to say they're going to put a telemetry monitor on yep. you. Yep, they're going to put a telemetry monitor on me, and they're going to monitor my heart for 48 hours. Uh, Sounds fun. So, yay. Was, Are you going to have to explain every spike in heartbeat? No, I'm not going to have to explain it. They're just going to – it's just – Basically raw data for the cardiologist so, to look at. When the cardiologist sees a spike every day about the time you go to bed, what is he gonna think? He's whacking it. 
he's got to be whacking it. Like this is. This I've never seen some, a man this whack is some it thirty a fucking porn time thirty-two right times inside of an hour. His heartbeat spikes. Well, I mean, whatever you gotta do, you gotta do, right? So, it, I, sure, gonna probably do that just to fuck with him. Um, <laughs> no, they're just looking for the skips. Is all it is. So, uh, so the, I'm I'm hoping. So I've talked to a couple people like. I didn't. I didn't want to really get into the you know the whole medical shit, but this is this is interesting. Um, so, people with my conditions sometimes have it so bad that they have to be reset. And from what I've been told, there's a couple different ways that this happens. They determine D-fib. how bad it is. They're going there. There's a procedure. There's two. Uh, there's one where they uh, they go in through the chest and they will either cauterize or freeze a nerve ending or whatever that's causing the extra uh, contraction. Uh, and apparently that, you know, that procedure is stupid expensive, like a dollar a minute uh, or a dollar a second. Sorry. dollar a second. Yeah. This person had to end up spending like a uh, hundred thousand dollars on this whole fucking thing. <laughs> Uh, which is, I'm like, dude, you could stop right there. That number alone is going to make my heart skip. <laughs> How long is 100,000 seconds? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you can look it up. you got a computer. Um, so the other one, and this this person that I talked to actually had both of these things happen because, you know, they weren't able to, uh, to get it working right uh, the first time. The first procedure that they used is they put be 27 hours 77.77 oh jesus 27 hour surgery seems unlikely it's it's not that the surgery it's the recovery time and the entire time in the hospital i'm sure yeah um Uh, plus you have to remember this is paying several different people from you know the main surgeon and assistant uh, nurses anesthesiologist anesthesiologist All the tools, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're not using a Bic lighter to fucking cauterize shit. So you, you you're a day in the hospital after the surgery for probably, monitoring, probably, yeah, yeah. So the 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 procedure that sounded the 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 sounded like the best and best is instead of having your fucking heart burned, right? This procedure includes going under, completely under. And then they use the fucking stereotypical fucking shock paddles and jumpstart you. That's what, uh, that's what I was initially yeah, thinking. Yeah, put you yeah. back into a sinus rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Forcibly with electricity. I'm not a I'm big fan of electricity, but I would. Getting jumped like a fucking car. I would jumpstart <laughs> my heart for that. I mean, if it comes to that. I can always get a couple car batteries. No, nah, I'm, I'm I'm good. I I don't necessarily want the Grand Theft Auto treatment of fucking torture. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I kind of know what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, I learned it from GTA Five, man. <laughs> Isn't there a Natalie Cole song about that? <laughs> Jumpstart my heart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's. That's that's a possibility in my future, and that's and that's going to require a ride home. Just so you know, 
Oh, uh, <laughs> one of us will figure that out. All, all I need to do is know the date. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm hoping that I'll be your driver, Miss Daisy. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that, that's what I figured out this week, and that's been kind of fun. Uh, just taking it as it comes, I guess. Um, you know, outside of that, it's just normal work shit because I had a lot to wait, you know, catch up on for fucking taking time off last week. So, you know, I'm, I'm uninteresting as far as that's concerned. Um, notes are being passed alongside the other, mm-hmm. on the other side of the table here. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Now, one of the games that we talked about last week, God liked our last episode. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Um, Sweet. I'm going to tell you a story of weight gain. Weight gain. Oh, the doctor told me I gained weight, too. Oh, boy. That was fun. They're like, you've gained some weight. And I'm like, bitch, please. A couple years ago, I was fucking like 80 pounds more than this. So go fuck yourself. (laughs) I decided to have... So, girlfriend had some crazy shit happen out of the state and then had to leave and then came back. She said, when I come back, I really want to cheat and have German food. I was like, done. (laughs) I I haven't cheated on my diet since, like, January. Hmm. That's nice. So I decided that this is worthy occasion. German food's always worthy. Oh, of course. Um, We had, let's see what she had. She had some kind of weird-ass German sandwich. I can't remember what it's called. I had schnitzel. Schnitzel. I had. Schnitzel. I had one of those big-ass German pretzels. Of course. And then I had uh, Jaeger. Schnitzel, or a, a Jaeger, a, a Jaeger Schnitzel? What? Wait, not Jaeger Schnitzel. What is it? No, can't be. Fuck. That would be weird. What's the breaded pork chops? What the fuck are they called? That's that's that's, that's schnitzel. schnitzel. Spat. Yeah, yeah. I did have Jaeger Schnitzel. I had Spatzel. Spatzel. Okay. Spatzel. So Spatzel's the weird, like twisty noodles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that was covered with mushroom gravy, and then I had oh, yeah. Jaeger schnitzel also covered with mushroom gravy and German fries, which I did not realize that German fries were literally the same thing that my dad has been making for years. Mm, you yeah. know, sliced potatoes fried and seasoned. Yep. That, along with German chocolate that we bought at Siggy's as well, made me gain nine pounds in a single day. Wow. <laughs> now, it was that... And a hamburger and fries is all I did to cheat. The weight, the food weight itself was not nine pounds. I had two meals and gained motherfucking nine pounds. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It was like so, a month of weight loss in so, one day. So actually, keto. a good portion of that very well could be immediate water weight. Yeah. I'm sure it for, was. From the amount of sodium there is in German cooking. Oh, I, it had to have been because the very next, the in the last two days, I've dropped seven. There you go. <laughs> but it's yeah. still two pounds over, yeah. which well, is crazy. I mean. And I figure until I poop all that out, like, it's just there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have to reset keto, which is going to take at least a week, so. Um, well, I didn't. I lost, and then I lost again. So I know that I'm doing something's happening. Well, you're probably losing water weight, but you're you're gonna with keto. You have to you have to get back into ketosis, which takes about a week or so for your system to get through. 
uh, all the shit. So. Well, since Jesus Day is Sunday, I decided that I was going to skip the 17-course dinner that my parents are having, and I'm going to goof off. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. I was obligated for the 17-course dinner on Sunday, but I just, decided. my body can't afford it. Decided against it. Yeah. That's that's one of the things that you know that I've been looking into, um, especially this week after the doctor says you're fat. Uh, of course, doctors will always say you're fat because we live in America. Huh. We're very fat people. Um, yeah, let, uh, let let's blame it on America there. Hey, hey, if America didn't have a plenty, I wouldn't be eating a plenty. <laughs> um, it, Actually, this is all. Uh, I have due to your mother, who's an excellent cook. True, and um, spoiled you your entire childhood. True, honestly, and, most and, and chocolate. Most delicious. first world countries. Yeah, we're yeah. just we're just getting fatter and fatter because well, it's not necessarily the <clears throat> you know the choices of food. It's just that if you look at a hamburger, you know, twenty years, twenty thirty years ago, and you look at a hamburger now, the calorie density is way fucking higher now for whatever reason. Uh, so, you know, just getting what you had when you were a kid will make you four times fucking fatter because there's well, four times more calories. That's because, for example, when McDonald's originally released the Big Mac, right? Mm. The patty size on the Big Mac was one eighth pound mm-hmm. of so hamburger. Two of those plus three pieces of bread. Two of right. those plus three pieces of bread. Each one of those patties now... <clears throat> Is, is nearly a quarter, quarter pound, pound. Yeah. And 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 yeah. said three pieces of bread are actually now larger pieces of bread to handle the extra extra size of the patty. Plus the th- that bread has been processed and you know in such a way that it's denser so that it holds up more. For well, you, you notice that when when McDonald's goes in and comes out, it smells the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it I don't, well I don't preserved. get fucking nose to shit, uh, shit log. But I'm, no, I'm but sure. when you poop, you notice there, it's like, oh, I had McDonald's. There's a, <laughs> there's a reason why I go to Whataburger. Now that said, Whataburger is still not great because Holy whenever fuck. I go to Whataburger, I eat a triple. Ah, uh, yeah. I had a patty melt that, about four months ago, and that thing was so fucking heavy. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even finish it, and that's a not normal. Melt is a single patty, dude, with a <laughs> shitload of cheese. A triple, a triple. Oh baby, is a triple. nearly three quarters of a pound just in meat. Oh baby, a triple. And he takes the fucking veggies off. I take the veggies off. He goes fucking ketchup only with extra cheese. Just saying no to and poop and bacon. No, you bacon. add bacon because why not? Your heart's already fucking exploding. Um, did any of you guys? Random because we always get sidetracked on food somehow. We do. I mean, um, because we love it. Did either of you guys have any interest or catch up on Game of Thrones? I mean, I don't want plan on spoiling I shit know. on the show. No, no. So no. Um, here's my thing: I'm, we haven't really watched Game of Thrones since the kids moved in, for obvious reasons. Um, makes for a lot of obvious sense. Reasons, um, but mostly because we ended up dropping HBO. you know our subscription to Dish. So. Yeah, to save money, so we no, haven't no had free access to HBO. Um, so I've started actual. I've started the series over. Oh yeah, just on my own. <laughs> yeah, I I don't um, you know what I'm you and know what I'm watching through it because I I haven't watched anything since Jon Snow supposedly died. Mm-hmm. So I'm just 
giving Spoiler myself five the years ago. Well, I mean, that's what two years ago. More than that, no, Three that's years? like that's like four seasons past. Oh, see, so that's when I stopped. Here's the good thing I will say. So I stopped because I got bored in about season four, and it was kind of more or less political, and I was just I was less about the story and more about seeing big epic battles. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to say that. So, girlfriend said, "Hey, I'm uh, while well, I'm going through all this shit, a friend of mine over, she was out by Chicago, wanted me to do a Game of Thrones marathon. So I'm gonna be caught up when I got back. She's like, do you watch Game of Thrones? I was like, well, funny you should ask. I do. I was like, I'll give it another shot and see if I still like it. Okay. So I started on season five. Okay, some epic battle scenes. I mm-hmm. like this. All right. This has gotten a lot more interesting. Got to season six, some really fucking epic battle scenes. Mm-hmm. Got to seven. All right. And then got caught up. I caught up in two days. Oh, Jesus. Um, You fucking binged. I binged. I was watching it while I was gaming for all of my weekend. And I took um, Saturday off. So Saturday, Sunday, and part of Monday, um, I caught up through all the seasons. Mm. And I am happy to say that I like the show again. Okay. I I definitely got way more interesting and way more gruesome and way more intense. Mm, Yeah. Well, there's a lot more supernatural going on, and it's a lot more high fantasy than it was before. It was super low fantasy in politics before. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the entire novel series up until up until they got to season four and season four, the end of season four is where they really start separating from the books because. That's that's the la- that's right. the end of George R. R. Martin's writing right, right. there. Um, it those have been kind of political setup. You know, they give you. He's giving. I you realize like a the li- basis of the of the show and the books is a little several- bit of high fantasy, but he he's his focus is I'm going to give you high fantasy with grounding. Well, the grounding is all out of the way at this point, so by the last season, most of it is just epic battle scene on top of epic battle scene on top of epic battle scene on top of people dying, faces getting ripped off, lots of decapitation and all sorts of... uh, Well, yeah, the the King of Winter is south of the wall. So it just, it is at a, it is at a very good point right now, and I was just like, I wonder that was fucking I was just kept hitting rewind. It's like I'm gonna watch that again. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's that I, that was pretty epic. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would say that after after talking to several people, because I haven't been able to watch it, so I've been unafraid of spoilers. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to people about the show. From all the things they've told me, aside from epic battles that I haven't actually physically watched yet. I still have to say one of my favorite scenes in total is the red wedding. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, you're they outdo themselves every season. That's it continues to get better. Just continues. I mean, well, mo- so this mm. is going to sound this is going to sound horrible and eccentric. But one of the one of my favorite parts of the red, red wedding is when he has the knife to Stark's throat. Mm-hmm. So she takes mm-hmm. she takes his wife and put, mm-hmm. Mama Stark puts knife to his wife's throat. Mm-hmm. 
She says, let him go or I'll slit her throat. And Frey just looks at her and says, I'll find another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dick. Yeah, right? Extreme dick. But it was like one of the coolest moments. Hey, the Red Wedding was a massive power play. Uh, and I got to I got to say there wasn't a moment like when that first started you're you're just going into this going okay this well, is not quite feeling quite that, right that's this is this is too gonna, happy of a moment I'm going to I'm going to head it off just a second cuz I realize there're probably people that don't watch this actively right uh, all I'm ta- all I'm talking about is just the surprise so of the red wedding just a preference the red wedding is where one of the stark allies actually betrayed them Right, I'm. And I'm trying to pull ourselves out of spoiler everybody. territory. Yeah, just, fucker. So here, here's my. Thing. Come on, you goat fucker. Let's get this no, on track. No, that it can't be a spoiler. It's like eight years old at this point. No, it's not. <laughs> Dude, just here, just saying that the red I, wedding is surprising. I, the red, well, the red wedding for me was one of those things I'd read in books years before, right? Mm. And once Game of Thrones started. I have been dreaming what this would look like on screen. I, I didn't you even know, know it was and, a thing. And then they topped it. It was the purple wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no, just what they on screen. Just, what they we're, did we're on going screen. With, we're, uh, basically, if you're getting if you're getting married in Game of Thrones, you're fucked. Pretty so. much. <laughs> yeah, everybody who gets married dies. So. Yeah, staying single. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it Game of Thrones is really it's it's okay, it, it's good. It, I won't I I won't spend for uh, for HBO. And if you send texts to me, I'm going it's going to come through. Um, fucker. Uh, the uh, again. We'll figure that. We'll figure Mega that Man shit can out, only sir. fucking win a stage once every five minutes, not twice. Thanks. We'll figure that out. Now, uh... again. <laughs> All right. You're getting as, muted. As impressive as that is, sir, do you do anything else? I mean, I'll go into the gaming stuff, but I just had a day off, a day off and that was glorious. Oh, I bet. I mean, just just getting shit done around the house. I mean, that's really uninteresting to a lot of I, people. But when you get behind on shit. I wish, dude. So I, I'll be honest. My week's been weird as fuck, and I haven't done much. Um, mostly because I spent um, Saturday and Sunday with a migraine. Mm. And then. I know all about that shit. And then the aftershocks of that for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday while being extremely busy at work. Oh my god, why? Jesus, dude. I didn't... What the fuck? I'm turning it off. <laughs> if you want to send me a... Uh, if you want to pass a note, you're going to have to do it fucking old school. <laughs> he's He's got a pad of post-its. Don't tempt him. Fucking off. Done. Uh, uh, uh. Awfully too cavalier, sir. Um, so really, uh, really, I didn't do a whole lot. I mostly, uh, 
the wife and I caught up on the on the shows we're currently watching, and pretty much I was passing out by nine or nine thirty every day this week. I was just dead, so I didn't even do much gaming either. Just a weird week for me. Yeah, you didn't because I, you know, here's what I do. I look to see who's online before I play PC games to see if anybody's online playing the division. I got uh, it's nowhere near rusty size, but mm. I'm over gear score four hundred, and I mm. noticed I was the highest one in the guild at one point. I might not be now, but no, I would you look probably still are. But I was looking as like, is Jason and Crystal online? No, okay, back to another game. Is Jason and Crystal? I look every night. I know, and I have since about and, Sunday. And I actually tried. I mm. I actually tried like logging into the game several nights this week. At 8 o'clock, you know, because I know you're looking for me around then because you know that's when the kids go to bed. And I'd be logged in for 30 or 45 minutes trying to get my head into the game, which I just lost. Um, oh, and then... shit. I've been... <laughs> I've been... I've been good. I've lost the game. I just... I've been good for years, you fucker. <sighs> Damn it. I've just been waiting for the perfect time to Son bring it out. Um, and <laughs> I'd try to start, and I would just, I would sit there and lull for like 30 or 40 minutes trying to figure out exactly what I want to do. And I just couldn't get into it, and I'd end up just turning the Xbox off. Mm, no. Um, I don't have that problem with the division. But, I, I really don't. No, that wasn't necessarily an issue with the division, as it was just me not being able to brain it. Brain it. Yeah, I'd, I've been there. I mean, there's there's days where you just like you go, you pick up the fucking controller, turn the fucking shit on. You're sitting at the fucking home screen, and you're like, I really don't want well, to get into this. Occasionally, I'll I'll have those times, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, but. Occasionally, I'll have those times where I know I want to do certain things, but I can't make a decision on what I want to fucking do. Like, I'm so melancholy about all of it that I just... It's just meh. Yeah. It's yeah. just a, a general feeling of meh. Meh. Right. And it's and it's not just video games. It's, it's pretty everything. much anything. Yeah, you know what I end up fucking doing is to be like, okay, fine, fuck it. I don't really want to do anything. I don't really want to watch anything that's like requires a whole lot of thought. So I will, <laughs> I will fucking like hit a random YouTube video and watch what the algorithm does. Like watch the video and let it do its fucking like. We're gonna do a random next fucking video. Well, like, and sometimes I I will have days where. Uh, either like I have a fucking migraine or, you know, I'm just like dealing with fucking shit or I, like I, when I was building a fucking PC, I did this. I threw the, uh, threw fucking YouTube on. I, I started off on a fucking like, uh, like a history channel thing, you know, just like a five minute, like this day in history situation, uh, and let the algorithm go for like four and a half hours. It's surprising what you'll end up on. Yeah. I ended up on fucking cat well, videos at some point. <laughs> that's like, um, so what I ended up doing, um, you know who Mark Miller is, the the Miller's Miller's World Comics, Kick-Ass, Kingsman, okay. that stuff. Um, You're throwing names in there. <laughs> I, ended up, I ended up reading the Umbrella Academy and... 
uh, one of his other series called Jupiter's Legacy. Okay. And that's what I did this week. Yeah. Like, I just read so the, comics. So the Umbrella <laughs> um, Umbrella Academy. This is this is interesting to me because I like the show. Yeah. Um, how, how different is the comics versus the show? Oh, it it's very different. Oh. the The show for obvious cinematic reasons when you read the comic, right, grounds a lot. But but the characters are fairly um, similar. I mean, the characters are fair fairly similar. Right. Like, um, you know the. The eldest brother was still a big old ape. Right. But he was very much more ape like. Like it almost looked like he was wearing a mechanical ape suit and then had his normal that head. was that was like almost King Kong size and then normal dude head. So <laughs> small head, big body situation. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, um They actually uh all of them went to space at one point. Like it 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 went some fairly out there places. Well, I mean, um, considering the source of it, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, as far as the general, as far as like the general premise, and of course the main players, right? Um, it's all very uh, truthful, right? To the comics, it's, it's just very more comic booky. It's just very more. Grounded versus the comic. <laughs> right. You know, the comic is very comic-y. Yeah. Because you can't really replicate that on screen very well. No, you can't. So. I mean, that's why that's why Marvel Studios chose to base the Marvel Cinematic Universe on the ultimate run of the comics versus the main continuity. Because Ultimates was very... They, they, it was much more grounded yes. in reality, in current reality versus versus the main comic continuity. I mean, that and Iron Man is believable uh, in a weird way. Iron Man is believable. Yeah, well, Iron Man's believable. Spider Man's believable in the Ultimate Universe. Right. Uh, you know, Captain uh, America. Captain America. A lot of different things. Yeah. So, um, but then again, yeah. the the main difference between like the MCU and the Ultimates comic universe is Ultimates made the gods more god-like. Right. Like Thor's actually more of a badass than he ever was in the main continuity. Oh, he needed to be. Um, but by extension, so is Thanos and some of the other right universal gods. So, well, it's going to, considering the next phase is, you know, Celestial, yeah. so... There's that. I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to Endgame, but I'm oh, not dude. I'm not going to go to the theater like the first weekend because well um I'm not big on crowds and I know that it's gonna be stupid crowds. Oh yeah, no. I'll wait I'll wait a week or two before I go see that. Which means that I'm going to have to dodge the internet the entire fucking time. I know, right. Um, you seen Captain Marvel yet? I have not. I have not. And I probably won't until it's able to be rented. Mm. You know, even though, you know, even though Captain Marvel is supposedly in Endgame, as far as I can tell, all that Captain Marvel, the movie is, is just basically her backstory. So. It is. 
so I decided that that will be a fun rental. Um, and I'm not going to go to the, to a theater to see. I don't even know if it's in theaters anymore. It kind of, it kind I'm of glad I'm not the only one. Well, I mean, it still did well financially. But um, it tanked. It, it had a it had a a, a pretty it, steep cliff. So here here's the problem: you had your general movie goer audience, and you had the comic audience, right? The comic audience still perfectly fine with the movie. The general audience, though, so apparently from what several people have told me, you know, the quality of Captain Marvel was closer to, um, say, like the first Thor movie or the first Avenger, you know, kind of uh, that level. Okay. So it's really hard for when, when your stories have been high octane and higher quality for so long i mean it's really been up there since guardians of the galaxy release right to go back to an origin story a starting point jesus dude (laughs) Um, throwing some fucking epic music out there i think that it was a lot to a lot for the general moviegoer to digest. Right. You well, I, I, You're talking a... about going from from the crescendo it, it released at down, a really weird back moment. Back down to the opening tempo. It, it released at a really weird moment. Like, it seemed like Captain Marvel should have released maybe a year or two before. I say uh, two. To, you know, like right around the time where they were starting to, you know, to gather the characters up it, to the Infinity War. It really should have been around somewhere between Age of Ultron and Civil War. Yeah, because that would make sense. Like yeah. the, the timing for that movie just seemed off. And, yeah. you know, sure, it's a, you know... You didn't know that that you know that character was around, yeah. but not necessarily or, like, or even around the the same time as Doctor Strange. I mean, if you'd done, yeah, well, I mean, Doctor Strange was really um, good. I like, I like Doctor Strange. You know, if you'd done I was those, a pretty big fan. If you'd done Captain Marvel's origin, Black Panther's origin, Ant Man's origin, right around that time, yeah, Captain Marvel's. It, would have if been you perfect. had done all four of those before you start getting into the big Avengers play, right? I think there would have been less issues with it, right? And you could have dropped the whole like, "Oh, Captain Marvel is a thing," way before that in an end credit but, scene. Instead but of even saying that, I would say from from everything I've heard. Still, the pacing of that movie was closer to the first origin stories versus Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, and Black Panther, which were fairly still high-octaned origin stories. Well, hers was more serious because of her her background. But, uh, and I, I think... Well, it's also the movie where they're introducing the scrolls. Right. And that's kind of a, um, a big thing. Now, a lot of people have to understand, too, that's a lot of reason why that movie didn't happen until now. Right. Because Marvel, just like with Spider-Man, 
and Sony, they had to work out something with Fox with mm. the scrolls because mm. the scrolls were technically sold with the X-Men franchise. Oh, wonderful. So that's no longer a thing now because, because Fox is, you know, the the whole Fox, you know, Marvel uh, part of Fox has been absorbed into the Mickey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 Mickey juggernaut that is uh, that is the Disney overarching like they own our soul situation. Um, it, they they own just about everything now. Yeah, if you haven't figured it out, that's why they tried doing Once Upon a Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I I have to say that in... So, here here's what they did. So, I did while I was in Migraine Land. Best I, time to do these things. I watched uh, Deadpool 2, and then I watched Once Upon a Deadpool. Okay. So, in order to get down to that PG rating... They not only removed a couple of the fight scenes. Of course. Or, well, they didn't completely remove them as much as they heavily edited them. It's like, okay, Um, a punch, and then the dude goes flying, and you never see it land. Or the sword swings, but you never see a connection. Oh, no, you you still do. Oh. They just cut some of it out. Oh, Okay. So, like, there's half the deaths. Oh, well, of course. It, you know, et cetera. You, you got Deadpool um, with half the deaths. But away. there were also uh, quite a few of the jokes. Removed. That were... PG-13 or PG'd? pg 13 Is it PG or PG-13? PG-13. Okay. They were pg 13 fully re-recorded by Ryan Reynolds. Of course. And he probably made fun of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. I mean, it... In order to keep... Because I could see him, like, breaking the fourth wall, and he did, they, in order to keep this clean... So, the <laughs> now, the way they made fun of it was ingenious. Right. Because they did the whole kidnapping Fred Savage and, like, recreating the, the scene for some of the scenes from A Prince's Bride. So it, so it's Deadpool telling the story of to Fred Savage. Oh, that's funny shit. <laughs> I need to see it just because it's uh it, it it'd be fun to see how they, you know, how they work that out. Not necessarily that it's just PG-13. Yeah, so but... it's not necessarily that that was bad, but I think it was uh possibly a a thing by Fox One to test whether or not it could be done. It could live as Deadpool could live in a PG thirteen world. I can I say no. <laughs> and then I think it was a, a push by the prote- production team to be able to go, hey Disney, this doesn't work in PG thirteen. Right. <laughs> so Disney did actually come out and say that they're not going to yeah. be censoring Deadpool. Well, no the. The main plan as it stands right now, from what I've read, is that 20th Century Fox, it's going to say tw- stay 20th Century Fox. Okay. Disney's not rebranding it under the Disney name. So you're not going to see the Disney castle before fucking Deadpool? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. That would be kind of weird. Uh, uh, or it, even better, the Disney castle before a predator eviscerates <laughs> someone. Right. <laughs> 
Uh, no, it, it, it makes total sense. Like, for instance, you, you've got Disney, and you and everybody thinks, you know, you already have a mental image when you say, oh, this is a Disney movie. You're thinking fucking, like, the animated fucking, like, PG films from back in the day. Uh, you know, no swear words, everything's fucking PC, and we're just, we're, we're, we're skirting around all the fucking bad parts, right? Uh, and we're just going to give you a fucking fairy tale. Uh, but Disney owns so much that they can't do that anymore. And the people that they wow. had, the, the, the people that they were catering to as they were growing up, like me, for instance, I'm a fucking grown up now. I mean, I want, if, if I want action, I'm going to watch an action movie. And if Disney owns the fucking action movie franchise, then I'm not going to want a dumbed down version that's going to be, a you know, you know yeah. visible to everybody. I just want my fucking gratuitous violence on fucking, you know, on film. Well, and I think <laughs> now here's the thing. I don't think if if they were to just bite the bullet, roll 20th Century Fox into the Disney brand and re start releasing R-rated movies. I don't think necessarily that that necessarily hurt their image at this point. No, because um, they can separate these pretty things. much all of us have grown up under it. Right. And, I mean, we've already seen the evolution kind of start to change after they bought Lucasfilm. Right. Well, true. So, so it's kind of been making that transition. The, the thing is, I just don't want them to start censoring shit. I no, mean, they, aliens. The alien franchise needs to stay the alien franchise. Right. And Deadpool needs, needs to stay Deadpool. Needs to be bloody. Yeah. And any of the other action franchises that Fox has, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> right. Need to stay in the same vein they are. Yeah. It. Um, if they keep it under, uh, it, even if they was to go with a you know with a different branding for it, you know, like. For instance, well, you're saying 20th Century is, Fox just keeping that title role at the beginning and saying, okay, this is an arm of Disney, but this is the adult arm of Disney. Yep. You know, you can you can understand that anything done under this, you know, this studio uh, then is going to be geared towards the adult audiences. Whereas if you see the Disney but fucking pr princesses then, in the castle, those are going to be but for the then kids. They almost completely contradict that by announcing last week that the entirety of the Simpsons series will fully release on their streaming service when it launches <laughs> later this year. Oh my God, the streaming service. Now... Uh, I'm on the fence. Like I, I, I have Netflix, right? I'm not sure if I really want to get into, you know, the Disney streaming services, but they own so fucking much so now that here, the kind of content you would thing. get on that would they, be actually quality. They already have my money. Oh, that's sad. And there are. <laughs> I mean, I will give you five reasons why. Okay. Five reasons. Holy shit. The entire, every, every Lucasfilm product okay. will be available which, which means, on the service. Which means that you'll still. Including the Fox release titles. Okay. Right. At launch. Huh. Oh, boy. Oh. 
So you can watch all the Star Wars movies, yeah. Um, and I mean they're they're doing shit like The Mandalorian, which John Favreau is. I saw that directing s- and producing. I saw that. It, mm. <laughs> that's that's if there's anything John Favreau knows how to do. If you've learned anything from Iron Man and Iron Man Two, it's that he can take your childhood and preserve it. One of the things that needed to happen for the longest time was to have a fucking TV show spinoff of the you know in the Star Wars universe. It never was possible outside of fucking animation. And they're gonna fucking do it with the Mandalorian. Until Disney bought it, yeah, and they're gonna do it with the Mandalorian. Um, Fuck yeah! um, Fuck yeah! Reason number two: the entire Disney vault's going to be available. Uh, Well, I mean, if if you if you have kids, I guess that's a a bonus. And that Disney vault applies to reasons three, four, and five. Uh huh. Right. (laughs) Kid one, kid two, kid Kid three. three, Yeah, of course. (laughs) I mean, of course, you're gonna have you know you're gonna have plenty of content to throw on when the fucking kids want to watch TV. You yeah. know, for me as a well, not only that, but actually be able to show them the classic movies from Disney's heyday. I mean, let's face it, Disney still knows how to put out a a good animation film, right? Mm-hmm. But there are certain things about some of those classics from 30 40 50 years ago uh yeah that they just don't do now no or do as well no they can't um they can but they don't you know like the original beauty and the beast if you go back and watch that now yeah there there are a lot of undertones throughout that movie Mm. that kids don't pick up on but the adults do yeah yeah. They didn't the, the um yeah there's there's quite a bit there. I mean it's not like I I I go and you know look for fucking Disney movies. I, or I watch a lot of anime. Dumbo. Dumbo was fucking dark. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember gr- you know when I was growing up I was, you know, I I remember seeing a lot of these things and said, "Man, that's kind of weird." No. Like fucking Dumbo was was. I mean, there's there, a fu- the storm there's only one scene. thing that's starting to rub me about current Disney. Fucking Bambi and her and Bambi's right. mom. I mean, fucking like that was scarring as a kid, right? Uh, uh, not really. Oh well, I I I didn't think much of it because uh, I'm a northerner and hunting is a thing. So, exactly. Um, you know, so I'm like, okay, this is just a natural order Hunting's of things. Been a thing my entire life, right. so. Bambi did. Like, oh, uh, well. But even watch Pinocchio now. That's oh, an adult. I'm good without it. Yeah. Uh, see, yeah. I, I moved away from the ones, uh, from the Disney films that have musical features. Like, I'm not a big musical fan, so. You mean you won't watch Frozen? I fucking You know what doesn't, Frozen. you know the only musical I like right now? What? One finger death punch. (laughs) (laughs) That that is a good musical. Um, I'm trying to rein it back in. (laughs) Oh man, the rails went under the bridge and out into the ocean. We do this shit. That's why we fucking like we ramble for fucking so thirty forty five minutes. So I got back into that. Like way back into that. Um, 
2 just came out. Oh. And I will let one of you two play a little bit of either either of you. It's an easy game. To, it's an easy game to figure out, a hard game to master. Right. I played one again, and I was like, "Oh, this game's pretty fucking good." And then I saw the sale on it for six dollars, and I was like, mm, yeah. "Yeah." I mean, one yeah. thing, Death Punch was what a buck when I when we bought it. Yeah. Yeah, it's six dollars for two, and it's coming out on consoles. Oh yeah. Well, um, yeah. super easy purchase you could play that game by smashing your head into a fucking controller really it's really my hand my hand was numb the other night from playing too much it's basically if you haven't ever seen it or played it or understand what it is think of a john woo film but a 2d side scroller and you attack left with the left button right with the right button and it it's kind of a rhythm game and it will uh it will Single-handedly reduce the lifetime of your uh, of your mouse. Of your mouse. Yeah, um, it is. It does the best stick character animations of anything I've ever seen. Period. It's and the second one so, is more the same, but more polished, mm-hmm. and more weapons, and more moves, and, and more combo have, stages, and more over-the-top moments. They're, like he does, like fucking disco dancing while he's fighting now. So. They've got more music, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the the one thing that I didn't like about the first one was that there was basically two tracks to the entire game. There was two songs that I, you know that would play the entire time. I just want to see like them. They were good, but they were the same two songs. I just want to see them like do their version of a fatality. That's into. To Dancing Queen. Well, I don't That'd know. That'd be that's hilarious. You need to see more of this game because it... It's not really to the track of the music per se. It's just it's so fucking over the top. So I mean the um the the fucking stick ninja, the the animation that you can find online. There's there's a really cool fucking animator that uh that does these uh these fucking like anime style fights with stick figures on a computer screen and they use like the 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 windows on a fucking, you know, on a computer to fight, you know, amongst themselves or have like these really cool battles. That's what one finger death punch reminds me of is those animations. It's more like two finger mouse destroyer, but two finger mouse destroyer, uh, <laughs> do it, write it down. Um, the, uh, yeah, it's, it, that's exactly what it reminds me of is, you know, uh, is that animation in a game. Uh, and while it could be very simple, you know, to play, I can tell you it gets stupid even on the first one. It you know it got real fucking hard at some points to get the rhythm right to be able to hit you know things. Well, they've got a lot of they added a lot of weapons and a lot of skills. So there was just like one sheet of skills. It's like a multi sheet of skills. The chainsaw is incredibly fun. <laughs> um, it's watch any video online in yeah. any. Any video you see is probably at media mode. Um, it is not meant to be played in long play sessions, such as the types that I have been doing. Uh, well, it literally says from their description that it is meant for short play session. However, at the time of this recording, the game has been out for a day and a half, and there is a 36-hour stream going of people playing, the developer playing. I'm sure it's more than one person. Yeah. They have a 36-hour stream going right now. Uh, wow. Uh, Still <laughs> playing, which is insane. Yeah. No, 
it, it is it, it was most definitely the first one was most definitely worth the buck that I spent on it. I, I mean, we talked about it on the show for you know for a while. Um, and I still every so often go back to it because it's it's really fucking fun. Um, it's a good time waster. I was playing it today a little bit before I was waiting on you guys. I just started Deep Sky Derelicts, which is another card battler roguelike type thing, and I'm going to talk more about that probably next week. Mm-hmm. But for the majority of time of me just waiting for things. So, like, last night I was um, – girlfriend's kid needed picked up from cheer along with her friend, so I was – you know, kind of in a stage where she was supposed to be on a flight. I didn't know what was going on. I had about 45 minutes to kill. Did not want to get into anything I couldn't stop immediately. Right. One finger death punch. Yeah. So. And I imagine that would be fun. I mean, it's a really lightweight game, too. So No if, story. Like, it even says there is no story in this game. Right. You it know. Literally just scenario after scenario of fighting. Can you imagine, like, it's in, like setting it's like, those, uh, like setting up the buttons on, you know, on, like, uh, instead of a fucking mouse, you could play this fucking game with a banana. Uh, I mean, this, it is so fucking simple. All you need is two clicks. Just set up, you know, some peripheral, like, on a fucking, like, bongo. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, you know, get that shit going. Um, a couple of coconuts. Right. Yeah. I've got a couple. Oh, never mind. Um, all right. So, uh, <laughs> you mean a lovely bunch of coconuts? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, it, so, if it's six bucks, I know what I'm buying when I get home. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you. When we hit break, I'll let you guys just try it for a minute because one stage will take you like two minutes. Oh, right. It's, it, yeah. Yeah. Make it VR. Ah, <laughs> I don't know that it needs to be VR, but I, I will say VR. looking for a little bit of a palate cleanse. I've been, like I keep saying, I've been talking to Jason about playing and he hadn't been on. So I was looking at trying some other things. And with Game of Thrones, I was playing another game called Pathway. So I talked a lot about the shortest trip to Earth last week and liking playing that. Mm-hmm. And I needed a similar game that I could watch Game of Thrones and play. So I played a game called Pathway, which is kind of like the best explanation would be Indiana Jones-themed FTL, but that's only kind of part of it. What it is, it has a series of stories and a series of unlockable characters. Their characters are kind of unlocked based on what you do in the stories, and they go to a roster that is permanent. Um, There's not a permadeath, but there's kind of like a sort of permadeath, and I'll explain As you play through each chapter, the layout and the points of interest change in that layout, but the goal of that story is the same on each story, and there's like, or chapter, and there's five chapters. So you go to, you drive a little Jeep, it's, and I say Indiana Jones, it seemed like you're an archaeologist that stumbles on the unexplained kind of thing. And each of the characters that you can bring with you have a set of skills and weapons, you get drops, colored drops like you would in like World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. And those guns can follow you between chapters or you can sell them. So as you go through your fighting battles or you go through a story event very much like FTL. Now, there's nothing like the ship management in FTL or Shortest Trip to Earth, which I've been really looking for. But in looking for games that were similar in nature, this is a Chucklefish title. So same old people that made Stardew and... Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't make Star. We published Stardew, and uh, what's that other game we played for a long time? Starbound. Yeah. Right. Same publisher for that, and they've got 
they've got some other games out there, but really known for their pixel art. And this is a pixel art game in much the style of one of those types of games. Really high density pixel art. And it's pretty fun. It really is. It's pretty fun. I'm not going to say it's my best game this year, but I've almost beat it mm-hmm. inside of a week. And mm-hmm. it's got a lot of replayability. I could go back through those chapters and do them differently and unlock different characters. And all of them are very different stories f- for the journey that's happening in that game. Sweet. So your little Jeep that goes between points runs on fuel, so you have to pick up a version of fuel, whether it be something you found in a tomb that ended up being petroleum or whatever. And then all of your characters have skill points that you unlocked in between stories. So you could use the same characters in between stories, or you can recruit as you go, because sometimes you'll see a spot where you recruit somebody and it's kind of random on who it is. And um, you get weapons and th- and items as loot that your characters carry them carry with them and then they, what you happens is the story ends or you die whatever was in your loot bag stays with you so everything from ammunition to fuel everything stays with you okay. so that you take it back over into the story again and I think it resets your fuel to a certain level but that's kind of how it plays out it's kind of hard to explain um, but that's the premise of the game is it's just an adventure game with a lot of combat kind of like an XCOM um, that kind of plays out. So it's turn-based combat with cover and things like that and skills. Hmm. Okay. It's a really interesting game, but I was able to play that and focus on Game of Thrones because I, I didn't have to pause it. I just stopped just, the turn for a second. Yeah. Oh, shit. Somebody's dying. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was just, it's an interesting game. I really just came out of nowhere. It was another one that was on sale for like 10 bucks. I spent a little bit of money on extra games. Yeah, I've I've been having a bit of trouble just actually picking up anything new. Um, as far as you know, games are concerned, I've been just you know sticking with what works for me. You know, and I, I don't don't have a whole lot of time. You know, and having the twelve hour shifts, it really kind of sucks. Uh, so I I do keep my eyes out for lightweight games because I mean the piece of shit laptop that no longer fucking works to record I've got to use it somehow right otherwise I'm gonna fucking run it over um about fucking did that one night Jesus um, he was where I come <clears throat> dip my sledgehammer in office uh, space uh, that bitch I, I would have I mean I was thinking about fucking hanging, taking it to the range um. The so lightweight games will still run on that, and you know things like Moonlighter and stuff like that. I keep going back to because I still haven't beat that game, but and it's 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 good. Um, but I I can I, I've been working on more, you know, more Beat Saber and more Division Two, and I've got a lot of news for you know Division Two as far as like what's coming up. Um, I'm not sure if you will allow me to talk about this at this point. Well, I think it's a good news topic, and this might be a good spot for a break. Yeah. Because it, honestly, like where I'm at, all I need to do is title basin, basically, to get to the next area of unlock. Well, I mean, I've been able to pick up the Nemesis Sniper Exotic, which, Jason, you need this gun. It's... Just as powerful, if not more powerful, than the TAC-50. It's dumb. I'll need you to teach me how to find it, it's, great master. It's stupid dumb. The easiest way for me to you know, describe it is just do 
you have to go through, you have to be world tier five. Yeah. And you have to do the invaded missions in world tier five. Uh, and, uh, each week it's, it's time gated each week, a different main stronghold outside of title title basin gets invaded. So if you do the invaded stronghold, then you get one of the exotic pieces. And then once you get all of the exotic pieces, uh, then you have to go do a, another invaded mission. It's, um, I forget exactly which mission it is, but the, the enemy that you're looking for is a guy named Puck mm. and you kill him for the blueprint. Uh, the sniper itself is kind of like a rail gun. Ooh. So it is a normal, you know, sniper rifle, but it rolls at a stupid high fucking damage. Like it does 300 K damage. Okay, mine does 360k damage, which is absolutely fucking stupid. Um, and its thing is that when you aim down a you know, aim down the scope, if you kind of aim at a person, and it takes like five seconds or so, but you aim at a person for five seconds, it'll mark that per you know that enemy. Uh, and it'll have uh, a debuff on that enemy, and it'll ping it so you can kind of see it through, you know, see that enemy through walls. Uh, but for every, you know, uh, for every s- second that that person is pinged, they do, f- you, you do 5% more damage to them to a point, uh, up to a point of 50% more damage. So that's a bonus. The fire mechanism for this gun is different. Like normally you you know aim a sniper rifle and you pull the trigger and it fires, right? Yeah. This it, it fires more like the real guns from other games where you have to hold the trigger down to charge it. So you aim at somebody and charge up the uh charge up the bullet and there's a a, a circle that opens up on the reticle so you can tell how how far that's charged and it'll do Anywhere between zero to one hundred percent of the damage, depending on the charge. So you can half charge it and do half the damage. Mm. But if you charge it all the way to full, you can't hold it forever. It'll sit there for a couple seconds or so, and then it'll flash a couple times, and then the the bullet will fire. So you do have to kind of time it right. Right. But it does. It does. Mine does almost 2 million damage to the head. Jesus. <laughs> and its holstered perk is it gives you 25% more headshot damage to any other weapon that you have. Uh, so, Damn. so if you're using an assault rifle and that's just holstered, that, that sniper rifle is just holstered, you get 25% more headshot damage to that gun. It's insane. But, Right now, it's so insane that it makes the TAC-50 specialist sniper rifle look like a piece of garbage because it hits way harder than the specialist rifle. That tells me I'll get nerfed at some point. Or the specialist rifle will get buffed. I mean, the specialist rifle is kind of uh, a niche thing. Uh, And honestly, I only ever use it for the bosses uh, because, the you know, the... The ammo for it is not that, you know, not that plentiful. 
it's really punishing if you miss. And, uh, well, I mean, it hits hard, but this sniper rifle hits harder. So, yeah, it probably will get a nerf. I hope it doesn't because, I mean, right now it's the best exotic in the game. Uh, and I like it a lot. Uh, I've actually changed over to survivalist because I no longer need that sniper rifle because I've got one. Um, which is, which makes it so that I can play a different, you know, gameplay style. Um, which is really, really fucking cool. So they at least got one exotic right. All the other exotics have been kind of bleh. But I'll get into a lot of the changes here after the break. So I think it's time. All right. All right. We'll be back. We're back. Oh, yeah. We've downloaded One Finger Death Punch on an iPad and three phones at this point. Yes, we have. <laughs> because I discovered it's free on the Play Store. Oh, boy. With ads. <clears throat> Yay. Yay, ads. Yeah, it's definitely mobilized, but it still plays very similar. Very similar. And I was showing you kind of the differences between two and one. You can see two is a little more over the top. Yeah. Uh, a little I'm flashier. I'm going to get it because, I mean. There's even a stage where you get on a horse and ride like the Mongols <laughs> with a scimitar <laughs> chopping off heads. Yes. There's a, That's one of the power-ups. Uh, sometimes it is a unicorn. Of course it's a unicorn. It's ridiculous. I like uh, the, the spinning disco legs one is pretty great, yeah. too. Yeah. Some people may not like that you can make a face on your character. Yeah. That is definitely an option that I left on and just kept it there. Yeah, I'm just going to – I'll probably go away with that. I, I noticed it, and I was like, okay, well, that's 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 a thing. It's I an prefer, optional thing. I, I just preferred the uh, the the stick finger – just just kick ass – I I just hope that it you know it shows the different stances. The first game had a lot of different stances to it, like all the different uh, different fighting stances that were kind of unique to the stage. But and I didn't see a whole lot of that. But I think the extra flashiness of some of the shit that you can do makes up for it. I mean, it's a much higher res game. You can tell very much so. I think the original runs at no higher than 1280 and then when you're full screening it it's stretching it out. Right. And you know even some of like the close-ups were were still kind of grainy, you know, as far as the resolution was concerned, but still looked it's still fucking fun as hell to watch. I mean, I went through what? Five stages at least yeah. and then you were still and then Jason's over there figuring out if it's on the phone. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> He's like, like uh, "Can I get it for free?" <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, it, and he's like, guys, it's on phone for free. And we all fucking pull out my phone. I turn my phone on again just to turn, you know, just to download it. So, yeah, I know what I'm going to be burning well, my fucking one, battery with. One finger death punch, much approved and f good for a quick gig. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. As of next week, we'll I'll talk a little bit about Mortal Kombat. I've got that on the back burner, just waiting to pick up. I don't pre-order often, 
Um, I can call this a little bit of it as uh, friend support, knowing somebody that works on the game. So that's something I said that I would do. So um, right. not on the show, but to the person who makes the game. <laughs> uh, and I trust him to create a quality product and he hadn't let me down. So Sweet. So, I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's uh, very few games that I pre-order. I mean, I I guess I technically pre-ordered Division 2. That reminds me. What? There's a game that we were going to talk about that I never talked, that you never talked about, and I went ahead and got. Oh, what? So I dug on the Epic Games Store again. Oh, boy. What? What game were you looking at? Uh, I mean, Borderlands? No. What? That's out uh, now. That's uh, uh, Satisfactory? I have that. You did? You yeah. get it? It's, it's 3D Factorio. Yeah. So you, so you played a little bit of it, huh? Uh, 12 hours. Well, uh, it's pretty easy to get into. It is. It's uh, It's a little bit harder working on a 3D space. Yep. Uh, in your, have you played it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so you know that lining up things took me a while to figure out how to get things lined oh up. Oh, my gosh. It was like fucking really hitting my OCD. Did, you, you, did to, you figure out how you can actually change the speed of your smelters and everything else? Uh, I didn't get a whole lot. I didn't get super far into it. Like, um, I, I might have maybe gotten to like maybe tier three or so. I've got it to where it's automating most of my parts, uh-huh. and I've got belts all over the place, and it does refund everything when you deconstruct, right. so it's easy to reduce. I say easy. It's doable to reduce stuff, and if your power turns off, I haven't run into where I'm getting swarms of enemies or anything like Factorio, but way uh-huh. less about the base defense and a lot more about the building aspect. Right. I've seen some pretty insane builds on there, and it's constantly getting updates, but it's extremely playable now. If you like Factorio... Satisfactory is not as much the tower defense, but a lot more, I would almost say, more complex in ways than Factorio. It, it can be. Yeah. Well, depending. You know, because because you're, of the vertical space. Right. You're working uh, working with vertical spaces. Um, so I mean, one of the things that I didn't have a, uh, didn't, I found a bunch of, but didn't necessarily know what the uses were for. You know what's going on with the glowing slugs? Yeah, that's part of overclocking and underclocking. Oh, underclocking you don't need the slugs. Overclocking you turn them into a resource that allows your factories to work faster. Oh, so one of those you can set it to where your smelter runs at one hundred and fifty percent speed on a regular Mark One smelter. Gotcha. The smelters have additional upgrades to the meaning that you can get better versions. And the same thing with the miners, but I have an ore miner operating at one hundred and fifty percent that feeds four smelters. Wow. And okay. it's over capacity on my smelters at this point. So, so technically, that... I think I could run it to five, and still be at maximum efficiency at the current speed of the smelters. Does the resource go away, or is it no, just a one? As far thing? as I know, it doesn't. Oh, so you I just noticed... find you have different varieties of the ore. So to re-explain this a little right. bit, it is a factory building game where you automate resources to get out into space. And uh, Mm -hmm. very similar to Factorio, but just this is a way different art design. It's done in uh, probably Unreal or something. It looks Unreal, yeah. It looks like Unreal. It's very clean. Yes. Um, It runs pretty smooth. I've been running it. I've been running it on high. When I ran it on ultra, I'd run into frame dips every now and then. It's extremely CPU intensive. Yep. Um, and I think that's part of it is it, it is pinging on a lot of cores when it starts really getting going. Well, as soon as you start getting into a massive fucking factory, I'm sure it's, it gets even worse. But it, 
everything is interactable. Like all the ore on the belt, you could just pull it right off the belt. All the resources you're seeing is an actual count of the resources on the belt. It's not a visual representation of what might be there. It is literally when you have all those little chunks of ore on your belt, that is the exact count of chunks of ore on your belt. It is pretty insane, the level of detail that's on there. Um, if you like that kind of game, I very much recommend it. It's a super time waster. Like I'm not going to start tonight because I'm going to not sleep if I do. Uh, but I did. That was one of the other games I was playing while watching Game of Thrones. I just remembered it when we, for whatever reason, something you just said triggered my memory. It's like you should talk about Satisfactory. Yeah, no, it's, Satisfactory is. Um, it's been kind of on the radar. Uh, I noticed that it came. It went out into early access and full releases in a month. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot of full releases coming out. Just a hit news sort of that uh-huh. comes out next month. Yeah. We Are Billions comes out in two months um, with full campaign mode and everything else. Um, there was something else I've been playing that I had on the back burner. I'd have to look, but there's a couple of other games that are early access-ish that are like on the verge of actually releasing that are fairly, I would call them at least medium-tier releases, not like a Mortal Kombat, but right, you know, like on the level of like a Subnautica or some like high-tier indie games. Yeah, I need to come up with a uh, a better way of describing that. I think um, mid, you know, mid tier double um, uh, A games. Yeah, yeah. like Satisfactory. <laughs> I I don't feel like is One Finger Death Punch is an extreme indie game. Right. There are two developers for that game, or at least the first one. Right. You know, you you've got. I don't know. It's. Kind of on the same par as like um, No Man's Sky, as far as like development. It's a smaller team, not necessarily, you know, bought up by right. you know a massive publisher or not, um, or like uh, Hellblade, for instance. Damn good game, small, you know, you know, small development team. Right, but that's also Team Ninja. Right, well, which is not necessarily an indie. No, it's not. But considering it was an indie tier game they released, but from a studio that has released major AAA games. Right. So news wise, mm-hmm. uh, let's jump into Division talk. Okay. Since it's it's news, but it's not quite the same news as the other stuff. Yeah. And you've got quite a bit to say about what the development game plan is so far for the division. Am I right? Yeah. So there's uh, there's quite a bit of shit that's going on with uh, with division. They're doing a lot of fucking rebalancing right now. Uh, and I mean, it's the game's only been out for maybe a month and a couple of weeks. So this is to be expected because you know getting it in players' hands is the best stress test that they can do. Um, and there are some things that players will do that developers just won't even think about. Uh, and that has to do with, you know, talents and builds and, you know, getting certain stats on gear, you know, and right now, some of the, uh, some of the best sets of gear that you can get include, uh, a couple, uh, combinations of talents on gear like, uh, Berserker, um, uh, or Berserk, uh, which, uh, gives you more damage based off of the amount of armor you have. So if you have less armor, you do more damage and that has to do with SMGs and assault rifles and currently shotguns. Um, you know, and that also 
synergized really well with a you know with a uh, a talent called clutch which give you uh, gives you higher crit damage the lower you are in armor so yeah. you know you basically do a fuck ton more damage when you crit oh, yeah. and you know you're taking damage you do way more damage uh and it was skewing how pvp was working uh and it was also basically really broken for pve uh so there's a lot of shit that's happening so first and foremost there's a uh test server that they've created that you can access if you have uh have the game on PC not on console uh so if you play on PC you can go into the uh the uh, Ubisoft launcher the Uplay launcher uh and get access to the public test server uh and that will allow you to play with the uh their working build and see some of the tweaks that they're going to be doing to the game prior to its launch and give feedback based off of how it plays and if there's certain things that are broken or be able to you know quash some of the bugs before it hits live which has been kind of a problem over the past few weeks um they really really needed to get this up so it's good to see it uh and right now they're kind of pushing some of the changes that they've announced in the latest state of the game uh to uh to this uh public test server one of the things that i can i can tell you right now is that uh recalibration is going to change a little bit uh recalibration currently allows you to move a stat from a piece of gear to another piece of gear but certain you know certain based off of how it's how those stats are allocated on the gear, it'll yep. cap to a certain point. Which it should. Right. Okay. The cap is going to be much higher now. So, for instance, if I had, you know, you know a piece of gear that has three stats on it, uh, and that stat that I want to change is, say, weapon damage, and it's 3%. And I have another piece of gear that rolled with just two stats on it, which automatically brings the stat numbers higher. And I got 14%, you know, weapon damage on that one. And I want to move that over. Currently, in the game right now, it would only let me move over maybe a few percent. Like, it would cap out at like 4 or 5%. You know, with the new changes, that means that you can now move the entire 14% or a much higher portion of that. I mean, it does cap out at some point. Uh, but you can move a much higher portion of that, you know, that percentage to the new piece of gear and make it way stronger. Mm -hmm. It's good and bad because um, it basically allows you to keep and make a really fucking strong piece of gear. But it's also bad because at that point it kind of de-incentivizes moving talents instead of stats. So you don't want to move talents over because you can get talents on any piece of gear, but you can only get like a 14% weapon damage roll on a certain type of gear that only rolls with two stats instead of three. So it, it's going to be a little bit of a balance and, you know, we'll see how it actually gets into life. Uh, but one of the biggest and biggest changes right now to PVP is they're going to be doing a few things in the dark zone 
they're uh, they're bringing back the manhunt and uh, going rogue uh, features to the occupied dark dark zone. So that's a thing that's not currently there. It was basically just open season for heads. Uh, now you can go rogue, and there's a whole mechanic for the uh, for manhunt, which is you know it kind of was needed. Uh, they're bringing down the time to kill in PvP. That's what they're saying anyway. Uh, so right now it's kind of it's kind of set to about seventy percent. They're gonna seventy uh, percent damage. They're gonna bring it down to about forty percent damage. So it takes longer to kill people. Yeah, it's not currently in the uh, te- uh, test realms that they can say you know that can that you can see, but it'll be there eventually. Um, they're uh, going to be changing how normalization works. So they're going to be normalizing everything to the highest current gear tier level. So for instance, the highest current gear tier level is 500. So they're going to be normalizing everybody that's in that bracket to 500. And anybody that has a higher gear score than 500, say they've recalibrated some shit or got some better gear, they'll be uh, normalized down to 500. So it brings everybody up to a relatively stable normalization. uh, And they're making it so that if you have enough uh, uh, skill power to turn on some of the skill mods, even if you are normalized down below that threshold, you'll still have access to your skill mods that are activated in the dark zone. So right. you're, you're not going to get your skill builds are not going to get, you know, crushed because you're going to the dark zone. Uh, let's see. Um, they'll be dropping up to gear score 515 in the dark zone uh, from, uh, from stuff and more of the loot will be contaminated. So you have to extract more of it. Uh, but they're going to be upgrade, uh, upping the bag capacity up to, I think, 10. So you can carry more contaminated loot and be able to extract more contaminated loot. They're trying to force, you know, kind of push people back into getting into the dark zone and using the extraction feature of the dark zone instead of just going in there and farming non-contaminated loot gear. Um. They'll be changing the exotics uh, quite a bit. They said they were going to be bringing the damage of pretty much every exotic up to a uh, you know competitive level, including the Pestilence, which currently sucks balls. Uh, it does like 4K damage at, you know, at maximum gear score, uh, which is like shooting fucking wet noodles at people. Um <laughs> You know, and some of the uh, the guys that throw some screenshots up from the public test realm shows that it's up to 14k instead of 4k, which is a significant improvement. It's still not the greatest, uh, you know, LMG, but it's still it's still usable at that point. Um, so there's uh, there's some changes there. Uh, let's see, there's quite a few more. Um, yeah, it's just. One of the you know the the developer's goal for uh, for the dark you know for the dark zone is just to get more people in, uh, and more people engaged in the whole dark zone loop. It's not necessarily all about PvP, but PvP is a part of it. 
And uh, to get more people into the dark zone, they're going to be crushing some of those uh, those brackets. So there's going to be a, a 1 to 30 bracket. And then there's going to be the world tier bracket. So there's going to be two brackets instead of, like, what, six or more that there's currently. Yeah. And they're going to be pushing so that the dark zones are fully populated instead of, you know, there's maybe five people in it. Because right now, if you go into the dark zones, it's hit or miss as to whether or not you'll ever see a person. Um, whereas with what they're testing internally on their side, uh, with fully populated dark zones and, you know, on their server, uh, it gets pretty tense. You know, I mean, even, even if there's only two, uh, 12 people in a dark zone, because those dark zones are quite small, you're going to run into somebody and you're never going to know whether or not they're going to gank you, which is kind of the draw to the dark zone, I guess. Not for me, but it is what it is. For some people. Um, the, uh, the other things that's going to be changing is some of those talents that I was talking about that are pretty fucking broken at the moment. They're going to be, you know, nerfing the fuck out of them. Uh, so right now, Berserk doesn't require a whole lot of like investment. But after the uh, changes, they're going to be having how much damage you can actually get from it. So you get 5% every 10% of armor that you lose. Currently... It's going to be five percent every twenty percent of armor that you're off, you know, that you've lost. So, you know, you're only going to get half of the benefit because you only have so much armor, uh, and it's going to require eleven. And you'll notice this on a couple more uh, talents. It's going to require eleven stats, like eleven red stats, to be able to actually activate. And they've made it so that you can't activate. Berserk and Clutch. So you have to have 11 or more for Berserk, but you have to have like five or below for Clutch. So you can't activate both of them at the same time. You have to pick or choose. Uh, So that kind of breaks that whole build. Anybody that's running that build right now, you're going to have to rebuild your shit. Uh, One of the things they haven't touched, to my knowledge is the unstoppable build which requires is gives you 2% damage per 10k armor. Yeah. Uh they haven't really changed that, which is what I've been building my stuff around because I knew that that was going to be kind of the thing. And the uh the meta is shifting and you you'll hear this in the division talk is that the meta will shift from, you know, certain talents to certain weapons as changes happen. And right now the meta is shifting more towards just getting raw weapon damage instead of doing crit builds. So there's quite a few different changes. If you play the Division 2, uh, I highly suggest looking up some of the videos that are uh, available or watching the state of the game, which comes out every Wednesday. And uh, just getting an idea of what's changing there. Uh, it looks, it looks good, but it also can, it has the possibility of breaking the fucking, you know, builds that people have been working on for the last few weeks. Uh, that said, 
you won't have to really worry about it breaking for the raid because the raid's been pushed off to next month. So we're not going to get that right away. And that's a really good fucking idea considering how much they're wanting to change right now. It would break everybody's fucking build before the just before the raid hits. You need time to actually rebuild people's builds and get things min-maxed so that you can actually do the high-end content. Yep. So it's a good, good thing that they've postponed it. But, yeah, I've... Get 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 the exotic sniper, the nemesis rifle. Oh my god! And play with it and have fun with it while you you know while it's still good fucking lethal because it's just like Jason said. I'm I'm pretty sure it's gonna get nerfed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's there's quite a bit more. Just look up the look up the notes. I mean, I'm not gonna go through it all. It took fucking you know 50 minutes for them to go through it on the fucking stream. I'm not gonna do that here. Um. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all the division stuff that I really want to you know to cover. You know. So there was uh, there was something fairly interesting uh, came out from Microsoft, or at least I thought it was interesting. Um, they are going to be releasing on May seventh a discless Xbox One S. <laughs> Oh my uh, goodness, here it now, comes. Important part here, I think, is it's $250. That's not cheap enough. No, it's not, considering you can get an Xbox One S right now for on sale in some places for $200. Um, $250 for a discless version. Uh, does, does it say whether or not uh, that it's got, you know, a uh, high... You know, capacity hard about drive like a, or a two terabyte drive, one terabyte, one terabyte. But the <laughs> it's the same. Well, it's the not, it's not it's yeah. not nearly good enough. Um, but it has uh, that's installing Doom five times. Right? Yeah, yeah. It has full 4K and HDR com- capability where but the original One S did not. That's not enough. I mean, it's really I not. Get it, but it is fairly appealing to me for one reason. No one disc. Reason only. No disc slot. No for... disc. Cl- no disc slot. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you don't have to worry about somebody jamming something into a disc slot, exactly. or, or like trying to feed it like five discs at a time or whatever. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That. That's a. I guess that's a, a, a niche bonus, but um, it's kind of worrying, uh, honestly. You know, I, I grew up with, you know, going out and buying physical media for games. Um, I think it's part of their ramp up to introducing Scarlet. Well, and, and I still have a, uh, still have a problem with that. Part of the consumer conditioning. Yeah, I think it's just an option at this point. You know, it's just kind of testing the waters, sure, but um, I'm pretty okay with my elite at this point. Yeah, it, is there's there's no reason for say a person like me to go out and you know and purchase you know this discless you know version of the Xbox because I really don't need it. Right. Um, and I would venture to say that 
even now, I mean, if you're even somewhat of a gamer that, you know, like if you're a PC gamer trying to get into console gaming or, you know, thinking about it, this is the time to wait. Because there's already talk about Scarlet, for instance. Um, and, you know, just recently, you know, just this week, uh, there was uh, there was some information that was you know put out on the internet about the next generation PlayStation console, uh, and outside of just some like some tech specs because I, I'm a I'm I'm a tech nerd I like hardware so you know they're you know they're going to be using the uh, an eight core AMD you know processor and they're going to be using a uh, a, a Vega you know, style, um, you know, graphics card and there's going to be plenty of RAM. And, uh, one of the big, big things, the, and probably the biggest thing about this is that it's going to ship with an SSD. Yeah. And it's not just any SSD. It's going to be shipping with an SSD that's faster than what's, what most PCs have on the market today, which kind of, and they don't, they didn't, it's very vague. All they said was that, you know, that this is a faster version of a SSD. Knowing what I know about SSDs and, you know, and how things work, I, I it ha- would have to be NVMe. It, it's going to be, you know, a, uh, a high bandwidth style uh, SSD. But what they did to showcase this, uh, you know, this is they were trying to uh, to reduce load times. Because right now, for instance, uh, uh, Spider-Man, they, they tested it with Spider-Man. Uh, if you were tra- fast traveling from point A to point B on, you know, in the Spider-Man, you know, the latest Spider-Man game, it takes about 18 <coughs> seconds on a, on a hard drive. You know, what they did with the new system... Uh, is they did the same fast traveling in the same game, uh, and it take uh, it took 0.8 seconds to load. So, 18 seconds to less than a second to load. That's fucking huge. Uh, I mean, that's that is a much bigger you know time difference than what you would get on a hard drive versus SSD on a you know on a computer, and of course. It's, you know, highly specialized for the, you know, for their hardware, I'm sure. But right. I'm, uh, I've been waiting for them to build SSDs into consoles forever. I've wanted well, an SSD for consoles. Doesn't the One X have an SSD inside? No, it has a mechanical. You can get SSDs that run off of the USB port as externals. Yeah, um, I think in a I think in a PS4 or, right now you can for example SSD. I have an SSD external on my One S, and games actually load faster from that, right? Than they do the onboard hard drive. And mechanicals are were kind of no brain options, you know, for console makers because mechanical hard drives are way cheaper than SSDs, and just. You know, just, I know the three terabyte one that I have connected to mine cost me like forty five dollars. Right, you know, and 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 the one I just put into this PC was fucking peanuts. So, uh, it's just getting an SSD or getting the right SSD. Like NVMe is not cheap. Like that's 
you know, that's pretty fast. Uh, you know, yeah, but you're talking on the epic high end at this point. You know, oh. One terabyte at NVMe is what? Seven hundred dollars. Yeah, currently it's really high. It's uh, you know you can get you know SATA and you know SSDs the one terabytes for a couple hundred bucks. And you're looking at something that's going to be you know thrown into a console uh, and it's going to be used quite a bit. Uh, you know, so they must have gotten you know a you know a damn good deal or uh, some kind of partnership with. Uh, you know, with the SSD makers to be able to provide an NVMe style drive at an affordable price to be able to put into a console. Because mm-hmm. I can't imagine, I can't imagine the next you know next version of these consoles being anything more than like two or th- you know three or four hundred bucks. I stand corrected. Now, not typical brand, but the these aren't the fastest NVMe's, but you can get a crucial. NVMe, one terabyte for one thirty four right now. Yeah, you can get the Samsung nine seventy Evo one terabyte NVMe for two forty nine. Yeah, and these have dropped. Subst- you can go to Western Digital Blue. Well, that's not going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be what you're looking for. You can get a Corsair NVMe M two for one forty nine. These just dropped. Um. You have to be very careful about how you uh, how you pick up those, because even if it shows NVMe, it might still run off uh, off SATA rails. You know, it's not here. Let me look up PCI. You, know, you would want to make sure that you get the the throughput. So, you know, it may hook up to PCI you know, onto a PCI rail, but it runs at SATA speeds. It it's really dependent on the controller chip of the hard drive. So whether or not it can actually run at that, you know, that bandwidth. So it's, I'm fairly certain that what they're, you know, what they're going to be putting into this PlayStation is going to be, you know, running off of, you know, an NVMe style, you know, architecture. Oh yeah, I'm sure. This is a crucial one terabyte NVMe that runs off of PCIe for 129 that runs at 2000 megabits per second. And that's that's not bad. It's definitely not bad. It's faster than almost everything. That's not bad. I mean, considering my one terabyte, you know, SATA M.2 when I built my machine Runs a couple like 600 years ago. megabits a second. Yeah, it's it's nowhere near that. Uh, and it still cost me like 200 bucks at the time. You know, it was on sale. <laughs> so, uh, but I bought it when it was relatively you know, new technology. I mean, I've never actually built anything with an M.2 before my machine. Oh, yeah, and when you built it... I'm like, this is the weirdest little fucking hard drive ever because it looks... It, it, it's... It's tiny. <laughs> it is tiny. I but mean, you were like... But what watch me boot game. this up. Yeah. And it booted Windows in, like, two seconds. And it still does. I mean, it. it's still... It's still does <laughs> i'm actually kind of surprised that it doesn't boot games faster you know like for instance you know division two on the piece you know on my pc it still takes quite a bit of time to actually load i'm not sure if it's well some of how the fucking launcher works or whatever some of that's the server too yeah but 
I mean, it should still show something on the screen, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it takes maybe five or ten seconds for it actually to show anything on the screen, which uh, I'm not sure if it's just not an optimized build or what the deal was. But, yeah, it's it, it's slow enough that I was like, okay, this is weird. So, Okay, yeah, there is a difference between a couple of these. Right. I went back and I went look for the Samsung, and I'm not going to do this like I'm commenting on golf, but their 970 Pro NVMe 2. Uh-huh. This thing does run a lot higher price, three forty seven ninety nine for mm-hmm. a terabyte. Yep. Read speed on this sucker is 3,500 megabits yep. a second with a write speed of 2,700 megabits yep. per second. And it's all based off of the controller on the chip. That's con- the controller that's chip on the- smoking fast. You know, on that's, the board, that's that, what sets the speeds of those things. So, that's um, ridiculous. Yeah, so you spend more for that, but that's the kind of technology they're going to be putting into the into the new PlayStation. If they can reduce load times, that's fantastic. Another thing that's you know that's coming with the next PlayStation is, and this is because they're using current you know current computer architecture in their uh, consoles instead of, you know, specialized chipsets, they're able to do backwards compatibility much easier. So the next PlayStation will be backwards compatible with PlayStation 4 titles. There's even, here's a crazier thing is even, I'm sorry, you got me on a tangent just looking at these again. (laughs) There's a controller card you can put in a single slot that'll handle four of these fuckers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That Dell makes right now, you can plug four into one slot. Well, think of it, you know, think of it this way. The, you know, the, you know, NVMe uses a PCI Express rail, you know, a PCI Express rail. Some, uh, I've seen some of them that I think run off of PCI Express 2X. But if you put in a card into an 8X slot, which most computers have, you've got a, a 16 and an 8X. Uh, especially if, if your motherboard is set up for two graphics cards, that's how it works is one's 16, one's eight. And if you put two graphics cards in there, it just runs two 8X rails. Um, but if you put it, you know, put that card in there, it's got 8X PCIe rails. So it can, it can split those up over the different drives and right. be able to get the, you know, the full bandwidth off of it. Yeah, I was looking at those expansion cards because that'll be the next thing that, you know, the probably the the next big thing that I do for my machine is to get NVMe drives and raid them. Because it and not because Reading them is going to actually make it faster because no, you'll just point, have four times redundancy on something with a 1.8 million hours worth of usage on it. Well, for all the what files, I mean, the podcast files to me are pretty fucking you know. Redundancy important. is just on two machines right now. Well, uh, well, you have true. no real reason for RAID other than to spend a thousand dollars on hard drives. I want to spend a thousand dollars on hard drives. Just saying. When I, you go on a date, you're gonna be like, "I have four NVMe's rated together." Yeah, so fucking He's hot. Not Fuck going me to now. Date. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me now. 
<laughs> I've got a raid set up in my computer. I've wanted to do. Uh, I've wanted to do a SSD raid on because you're the machine. IRS. What? No, like I'm just the the real reason for that. Like in a business sense, it makes sense to raid, but it doesn't really make sense to raid setup at this point. For me, it would just be experience. You know, I I, I would. I work with raids every day with my job. You know, it's there isn't a machine that I work on that isn't set up in a raid of some sort, uh, be, because of the business that I work with. Uh, it's just having a you know a home raid or a backup or you know or things of that nature. I mean, you for me, it's also kind of OCD because I can run my OS on a raid make sure that I'm never going to have a problem with, you know, with, an, uh, with one of these SSDs failing, which sometimes they do, they do have a limited lifespan, uh, but a longer lifespan than any human on earth. Depends on how much you write to them, not necessarily read, but write. Um, but especially considering I'm using the same one terabyte drive, you know, uh, M.2 SSD for gaming I want to make sure that I've got all of my, you know, all of my important files set up in a redundancy so that I don't lose them. I've, I've lost files before. It sucks. Uh, and you, you should have a backup of everything that's important to you. And that's just going to, you know, that would be one way for me to do that is to, you know, to have one raid controller, you know, style, um, you know, NVMe setup because I have to over-engineer everything. This is like somebody who has backup engines for their Honda Civic. It, if you haven't figured it out, Rusty's not a budget gamer. Why, why would you only run one engine when you can have two? <laughs> the orca surfaces again. The great white narwhal of Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like to have I like to have good tech, you know, and I like to be able to test some things that I might not have used before. And I mean, I might not have fucking YouTube money to be able to do that type of shit, but uh, you know, I, I pick it up as I can, and I I like to play around with things. I mean, fuck, I, I said, oh, you 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 can't. You said, oh, you gotta try this game called Beat Saber. It's really fucking fun. What the fuck did I do that goddamn weekend? I went home. I bought a fucking Oculus. I've been playing Beat Saber ever since. You do this to me sometimes. <laughs> so it's your I mean, fault. I mean, they have, what's the Pro, the Vive Pro? The Vive Pro? I, th- I looked at it. It's not worth it. Not, not at this point. Not worth upgrading from the Oculus to that. Um, just as soon as the fucking VR can suck my dick, I'm then, then I might update. VR can suck your dick. Oh, 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 <laughs> never mind. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> there are peripherals. Yes, I know. Moving on. Um, <laughs> it's not a peripheral. Oh, well, moving on. <laughs> so. There was also I don't more. Have uh, I don't have uh, it. Last big piece of news: there was more information released about Jedi Fallen Order. Oh boy, 
Jedi um, all at Star Wars celebration. Oh boy! So, so you, you've been reading up on it, I am, imagine. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it is going to be a a third person uh, combat adventure game. Yup. Uh, similar to Unleashed. Yup. But it looks far more polished. Of course. Uh, and gameplay looks m- much smoother. But I mean, respawn already kind of proved that they can put together fluid combat with titanfall yeah so there's some things um Um, so they're saying emphasis is on the making the combat feel weighty it is very much a strike dodge parry system Mm. Um, some of the writers that were there at the celebration kind of likened it to star to dark souls Souls. style combat um but they said there's also a good emphasis on the story as well. Good. Um, you're going to see things such as your you're actually going to have strategize on how to use your force powers. You mean you don't just pull star destroyers from the sky? Yeah. You're I mean, actually going to have strategize that shit. Oh, um, oh and they I, said I thought that was a thing that happened. You're also going. One thing they definitely teased was uh, that your lightsaber will kind of evolve with you as you go. Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, you're yeah. The whole premise I mean, of this thing is that you were. It's a, a game about a Jedi. Yeah, Let's... you're. You're uh, the whole premise of this uh, of the game is that you are a Jedi Padawan. Uh, that survived the order. That survived the order sixty six, and uh, and trying to figure out what's going on. This is the time frame of it is between episode three and four. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh. So you kind of get an idea of where the you know where in the timeline you are. So as of right now, it's been. As of right now, there's uh no news about any sort of season pass or anything like that. Which is definitely different for an EA game. <laughs> so on that, if I, if I might interject, this being an EA game and being a Star Wars game, people were automatically butt clenched because they were just you know they didn't want another Battlefront two. Uh, I can like Battlefront two, but it's battle, definitely not Battlefield or Battlefront. Yeah, Battlefront. Yeah, I like I Battlefront too, but like I, it's not exactly what I'm looking for. Well, they they dropped the ball on the whole fucking like you know loot box thing, but that's aside the point. What they said, you get you fuckers to play, is they they said that this is a single player, story driven game that will not have microtransactions at all. That. Yep. That is being put out by EA, now, which is one of those things that you just look on at, you know, on paper and yep. say, oh, well, and, that's not characteristic of them at all. And that is reflected <laughs> on exactly this. <clears throat> right now, there are two editions available for pre-order. Oh, boy. Your standard edition, which is fifty nine ninety nine. Oh, boy. And the deluxe edition. Which is a entire increase of ten dollars. And what do you get? And what you get with it is a behind the scenes. F- you get behind the scenes features okay. for making of the game, etc. Huh. 
a director's cut suite, okay, so to speak, as well as additional cosmetic equipment for your adventure. Oh, well, whoop de doo whoop de doo The point is, they're only charging $70 okay. for this. Thing is, and the way that before the whole cosmetic thing, it sounded like one of those DVD special feature, you know, things like you get behind the scenes commentary uh, that's and deleted scenes. exactly what it is. You know, ooh, yeah, deleted scenes, deleted director the, commentary. Do they have a due date on this right now? Uh, uh, the current release date for it is November 15th. Hmm. It is one of those things. If, so, and I'm, I'm not going to pre-order it because, I mean, I, I'm moving away from pre-ordering anything, really. But one of the things that, uh, that I'll be watching for is how much the initial announce changes yeah. over time. So... It's EA. We've all been burned by EA in some way, shape, or form over the years. You know, yeah. uh, it just seems like it's gotten worse over the last few. But I am super duper 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 skeptical about anything put out. You know, and you know, you know, put into the market by EA. I'm also super duper skeptical because it's a Star Wars game that. You know, and EA's not been the, the, you know, had a great track record um, to the point where Disney has started a, you know, started up, you know, uh, LucasArts again. Uh, or, you know, where you can, you know, where they're trying to do in-house games. They ha- it hasn't been announced that they're doing anything, but they started hiring for it again. So, yeah, that's, that's a thing. Um. So I'm looking to see whether or not it changes, whether or not there's any more information that's uh, going to be put out. Of course, it didn't show any gameplay. All it did was put out a small trailer. Of course, it does kind of tick all the boxes for a Star Wars trailer. So, you know, there's there's that. Um, uh, cautiously optimistic. Because, I mean, the Holy Grail would be a... Uh, Knights of the Old Republic game, you know, but I'll take this one, <laughs> you know, right. you know, if, if there was a, you know, if they just went back and remastered or did a, you know, uh, did a, you know, a modern remake of Knights of the Old Republic and, and brought it up to speed, um, that would be cool. I'd, I'd probably buy it, but, you know, you know, I'm looking for a good single player game. I think God of War really kind of pushed out that good games can be single player and not include microtransactions. Right. Um, they did confirm that the game on Xbox One Ants One X uh will offer variable refresh rates. Um, so you'll be able to set your refresh rate there. Um Yay. And then it's going to come out on PC, I'm sure. There were PC stats. Hang on. Get the article here. Sorry, I'm having to do it on my phone because the Wiffies died. Um. <laughs> More tech issues. Uh. <laughs> I can do nothing for your Wiffy. <laughs> the damn Wiffy has died three times tonight. Oh, well, it's 
It's it's time to get a discount. <laughs> it's it's time to upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um the only thing I saw that was rumored but not confirmed was that the minimum video card's gonna be a be a seven seventy. Mm, okay. Well, that's still so, that's not too bad. You know No, but that's beefier than some of the games that are being released now. Yeah. But people like me with a ten eighty TI. Yeah. Most gamers are running at least somewhere so, in the 960 to of, the 1080 Ti. As of range. yet, none of the PC specs are officially confirmed. Well, obviously, it's kind of still early. Um, uh, it's a November release, but they still haven't optimized it yet. So, no, you know they're they're running. You know they're not showing any gameplay, so that tell, tells me that they're still running test builds and shit. So, yeah, yeah. Hey. But um, what was confirmed is there will be no DLC at all. <laughs> it needs to. Yeah. And uh, just... EA has not. They also made a point to state that EA's not been involved in the development. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of this a sad like, thing. It's like an anti-stance. We're not doing anything EA's known for. Right. It's Who's the developer one more time? Respawn. Respawn. This is Titanfall, Good. guys. Good. Yeah. So, Good. so, and, and I mean, there's a point in the trailer what where if, they show him wall running, which I mean, that's kind of a that that's kind of a respawn thing. Um, which I'm fine with Jedi's wall running. Perfectly fine with this. Makes way more sense than just normal dudes. <laughs> but. <clears throat> Isn't it sad that we have we're now in a uh, we're in a uh, a uh, uh, a climate where we're looking at a game that's being published by EA where the developer has to specifically state EA's had no part in our in our development. We're doing things that are completely outside and you know against the grain well, as far as EA's mo. Uh, these are selling points for our game. Buy our game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say um, it's more along the lines of the developer stated that this was our idea. This is our game. So don't fuck with us. Right. Pretty well, much. But, I mean, EA didn't really get in their way with Titanfall. That's Didn't Respawn also do Apex? Uh... uh think so? I think so. Yeah, I think so. The track record lets them do whatever the fuck they want. Well, they had to actually prove to EA that they could do it. I mean, yeah. that that's now, kind EA of the real part. Now, EA still had to officially greenlight Fallen Order. Right. But, um, let's see. And I think that's kind of, uh, that's kind of a thing. So, I was initially worried when Respawn was picked up by EA because... I mean, yes, respawn is Apex Legends. So, you know, I was worried because you know EA is kind of the big bad machine, right? They they do big, you know, they do publish big games, but they also chew through fucking development studios like crazy. Uh, so I was 
kind of initially worried for respondents. You know, it and it takes it takes some pretty big balls to fucking stand, you know, get into a fucking conference room with EA execs and say, fuck you, we're doing our thing. You're going to greenlight it, you know? Uh, and no, we're not going to put your microtransactions in our game because it breaks the whole the whole premise of this thing. Well, here, here's my thing. So, Respawn was started by the guys who initially... Um, who initially created Infinity War together. Yeah. Right. Well, but um, And made the Call of Duty franchise really yeah. what it morphed into. Right. And a lot of the creativeness yeah. behind the development kind of died when they left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And since they've been doing their own thing with Respawn, I mean, sure, Titanfall on its initial thing had its issues, right? Yeah. But they were doing something completely new. I liked it. Um, just Titanfall was a great game. Titanfall 2 was a good game. Apex Legends has proved to be a good game. Yeah. It's died off a little bit, but I mean, you know, it's nowhere near like yeah, it's but not there's the also Fortnite killer, but yeah, but there's also been a lot of other Good game happening around its release. True. I mean, I mean, just a month after it released, you know, Division Two came out, and a yeah. lot of people were looking for a decent shooter, but and that was it, one of them. I mean, it was, it was beating that other game that's currently on the Epic Store that none of us have invested in. Fortnite. He invested no. in it. No, not Fortnite. Oh, um, what? Bioware's. Oh. Huh. I'm not naming it on purpose. <laughs> oh, come on. It's not nearly <laughs> it's not nearly that bad. I mean, it's a bad game, but it's not nearly like not nameable. It's you know, you're talking to Anthem, I'm sure. Um and well Oh, I am. There was and, and I, I can I can tell you that it's Anthem's kind of a non issue right now. Anthem is now in a state. This is this is where uh, this is where it is in my mind. Remember when No Man's Sky came out, I picked it up, I played it, and I'm like, this is not exactly what I wanted. Great. It's a game now. It's in my library. Yay. Uh, Anthem is currently in that state in a lot of people's libraries. They've moved on from the game. They've went off. They, play, they started playing Division. They've, you know, they're moving on to other games. Uh, and I, I saw a number. I, I want to say it was, you know, like somewhere between 50 to 70% of, uh, of Anthem players have moved on, uh, which, I mean, that's kind of, you know, not, not super surprising, but it's not good numbers for, for Bioware. Of course, with the, uh, the, uh, exposés that was put out over the last couple of weeks about, yeah. you know, about Bioware's involvement in how Anthem was developed and, uh, you know, and stuff. You know, it's it it was not EA's fault. It was very much Bioware management and them relying on the Bioware magic, quote finger quotes, uh, to be able to make Anthem great. Um, that didn't happen. So yeah. it's now kind of in the No Man's Sky situation, where initial launch of No Man's Sky sucked, just sucked balls. 
Well, I mean, I bounced stuff with it hard enough that a couple months later I bought Elite Dangerous and I was like, I'm not touching it again. I mean, and going back to No Man's Sky now after they've made, you know, made changes, it's a halfway decent game. Uh, You know, Bioware said, we know we made mistakes. There's things that we're going to do to fix it. It's just not going to happen right away. So right now it's kind of that limbo style game where it's, you know, it's out. But a lot of people are waiting for it to be finished. Yeah. Interestingly enough, on Anthem, there was a big news babble that they were going to give to everybody this last Tuesday, and their internet got cut. The cable, physical cable to the office got cut before the live stream happened. <laughs> and they had to delay the roadmap action sheet until next Tuesday. <laughs> they got fucked. Uh, that's... Uh, they can't catch a break. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to, I don't get into the, you know, the whole politics of certain things, but I can definitely see like, uh, I, I can see the irony in certain things and yeah. that, that's just ironic. Like we're going to tell you how we're not going to break, you know, how we're going to unbreak our game just as soon as our internet's no longer broken. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's that's true. <laughs> um, there was yeah. a subreddit poll on people who were playing or playing this, uh, playing Anthem in general. Uh-huh. Um, on the like official poll for the official Reddit for Anthem, right? Nearly fifty percent of people are not playing right now. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of that's that's kind of the ideas. You know, I, I thought it was more than fifty percent, or somewhere in the fifty to seventy range. Um. But, yeah, a lot of people are doing the same thing that I did with No Man's Sky. It's just, you know, sure, it's in the, it's in the library, and I'm going to wait for it to fit, you know, to get fixed before I go back to it. Uh, and it needs to yeah, change I'm quite gonna, a bit. I'm going to see if it Division 1s, hmm? if it does the same thing that the original Division oh, does. Oh, Division, you know, like the original Division where it made enough Give changes Give it till to... about this summer before I completely use, lose any interest in it, you know what I mean? I'm actually going to give it to the fall. You know, if it, you know, I, because... I can the, get it for free right now at work and I haven't picked it up. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, that says something right there. I can I've get it wait, for free. I've been waiting to see if I can, if they'll update our selection to include Devil May Cry. And when I, I, it does, that'll be the game I'll be picking up for free. I, I can get it with virtual bucks and I'm not even going to spend my virtual bucks. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, the... Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it till fall. I think that if they sleep on this too long, they're not going to get anybody back. Um, and I say know, if they don't have something in place by June, that's a it, pretty big revamp. They're sunk. If they don't, you know, and it really has to be more than just a roadmap. I don't, I don't care how many PowerPoints they can throw at me at this point. No, I mean to, like actual changes. They need to make changes to the game. As soon as they can possibly make it, um, you know, and and make it balanced and, you know, and fun to play. Uh, and, and they need to listen to their player base for fuck's sake. Uh, otherwise, they're not going to, re- you know, they're not going to gain back any portion of those people who lo- uh, who left. Yeah, um, and, you know, and, and I think Bungie went through a very similar thing when Destiny 2 came out. 
you know, it, it initially came out, didn't have a whole lot of content to it, and it just kind of bounced off of people. People played it for the first, you know, 20, 30 hours or so and said, okay, there's nothing more for me to do here. Uh, and, I mean, they recently made changes to that game, and it, it started to get, you know, some of those players back. Um, not at all perfect, but, you know, a very, very similar situation. So yeah. we'll see. Like I said, I'm I haven't I haven't purchased it, uh, and I'm going to give them until fall. I still kind of want to play the game, but you know from what I've seen so far, not worth my money, not worth my time, and I've had way more fun looking at you know division content versus what I saw from Anthem. I mean. I made my decision based off of the, you know, off of the, the shit show that was the fucking alpha beta, you know, pretest from Anthem, and I said, oh man, uh, uh, not not enough time, needs right. more time in the oven. <laughs> yep. So I think uh, anybody have anything else? That's no. It's been a news light week. That's that's all for me, sir. All right, well, then find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast and our YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash TheRealTiltCast. Find friends of the show, For the Love of Gaming. Find BadMovieFiends.com or BMFCast.com. BMF. NoQuarters.net and TVGP.tv. They do great things. Great things. And we'll talk about the other sites when they update their content. So with yes. that is the end of the show. All righty. Peace. Thank you.